Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. I'm Jess. And um, hello. And hello. (laughs) (laughs) We are forever natural. Forever awkward. How are you, Jess? You know, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same. I'm fine. I had like a therapy a couple hours ago, so like. That's still dangling. Mm, my, yeah. My little baby is growing through a growth spurt and he's an early teether. So I'm, mm. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember the teething. I think my son started teething at two months. He had two teeth at two months old and then got two teeth every other month after that. Like two full teeth? Yeah, like his two top, his two bottom teeth came in first at two months, and then his two top teeth came in at four months, and then like every other month after that, it was like clockwork. Like every, by the time he was like a year old, he had like a mouthful of teeth. That's crazy. And I breastfed him. Well, I don't know if that's crazy. I don't know anything about children's teeth, so it could. Neither be- do I. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have one, but I don't know. Also, that was a long time ago. Yeah, he's getting one on the top and one on the bottom. Oh, yeah, that's he, cute. He hates it. Yeah, they weren't like fully in. They didn't like just pop up. They're just like you could see them. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they were enough to bite me. So mm. Mm. I call those teeth. They qualify as teeth. Mm. Well, yeah, it's horrible, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor thing. He's probably miserable, huh? He's he's okay. Just like me. We're just both we're both okay. We're we're yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm on the opposite spectrum. I'm about to start my period for all of you listeners who wanna know. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very tired. Yeah. We're just tired. And I and I binge ate like a bag of hot Cheetos. Oh. And I was like, what is happening with me today? And I was like, Oh. I had like a handful of gummy bears, which I don't eat. I haven't had sugar in like months and I don't crave sugar because sugar gives me like an instant headache. Mm-hmm. So I've been staying away because I feel so much better not eating it. But I just ate like 10 gummy bears. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have to have some sugar. And so I was like, oh, that's what's happening. Yeah. Something. Well, first, let me preface this by saying if you're a new listener or if you're not, you know that we don't. We just talk about whatever we want. So, um, <laughs> and we're all about transparency over here. But something yeah. that they don't tell you my cravings and my hunger is so much more intensified during breastfeeding than it ever was while I was pregnant. Like, I have oh, the yeah. most intense cravings and I have the most intense hunger now that I'm breastfeeding. And yeah. that's something that no one ever told me. You burn like a ridiculous amount of calories breastfeeding. Yeah. Like not that it's, I needed to or wanted to, but 
like I'm like 15 pounds below my pre-pregnancy weight just by wow. sitting on the couch and breastfeeding this child. Yeah. It's, uh, yes. I remember being, well, I was 19 when I was breastfeeding, but I remember having him, well, I, I had him and then breastfeeding and then, yeah, being about like 10 or 15 pounds lighter than I was before I had him, which was kind of crazy because I was very skinny anyway, too skinny. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Breastfeeding will definitely do that for you. Yeah. It's so weird. Who would have thought? I'm sure people knew. I just didn't yeah. know. It's not something you think about. Uh, but speaking of parents, not us, because we're awesome, but horrible <laughs> parents. I can't even believe the freaking verdict for Britney Spears's conservatorship. I know. Can't it's, even believe uh, it. There has to be I something don't... we either don't know or that judge is being paid off or that judge is not intelligent. I think the thing is a lot of people or most people, and I didn't know this either, don't realize how strict and how difficult it is to get out of a conservatorship. Hmm. The way they're worded and the way they're designed is to make them nearly impossible to get out of. It's just so horrible. She can't, she just can't live her life. I know. It's so sad. And hearing her um, testimony and seeing her like Instagram and it's like, she's a young woman. She's still, what is she like in her, she's like our age, right? Like just a yeah. couple years older than us, yeah. maybe like three or four years older than us. Mm -hmm. Um. She just wants to live her life. She wants to get married. She wants to have a baby. She wants her freedom. She's made all this money for so many people. <clears throat> she wants to be able to say what she can do with it. And hearing the things that she's talked about, having an IUD that she doesn't want, having to go to therapy um, multiple times a week to be put, not even just therapy, but seeing like psychiatrists to be put on heavy medications mm -hmm. and being put into mental health facilities against her will. There's, I don't know. It's obviously we don't know everything. We're hearing her side, but there doesn't seem to be, there doesn't seem I don't to know. be a, an accurate foundation for it at all. Yeah. Maybe at one time, obviously she had, um, you know, she had some, some stuff to work through like back in, the mid 2000s oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so I could see that like her needing help which we all do from time to time a lot of us just don't have to go through it in the public eye you know she was pushed to that breaking point I think yeah and maybe at that point she did need help and she's gotten the help and now she should be able to live her life as a free person yeah and it's my so. understanding that she doesn't even want to dissolve the entire conservatorship she just wants to take her father out of ownership of it and wants yeah. to transition it into a group of lawyers yeah which why can't she just do that 
I don't know. I, I know. it's it, all the legal news that's come out this week has been very disappointing. So oh, this has not been a good week legally. Yeah, which is normal in the American justice system, but it still sucks when a lot of it's lumped together. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really it's it's a little. I think I was reading about, you know, like on um, Reddit and Instagram and things, disabled individuals who were talking about their circumstances being in conservatorships where they were found to be like not well enough to take care of themselves. Yeah, and how there's countless people who are stuck under these types of situations and they don't have mm-hmm. representation like this they're not being they don't have millions of dollars they're not they don't have a big following like this so many people are yeah stuck mm-hmm. and uh there's even that movie what's that movie i care a lot of, i do care a lot or something, something like, like that. that yeah 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 i care a lot or i don't know which is a really good, very scary, real life scary, very interesting. On Netflix, right? I think it's on Netflix, yeah. I think it's a an original. I think so, yeah. It's very good, um, but it is very real life scary and kind of sheds a light on some people ch- treat this as a business, people's lives. Oh, absolutely. And they treat it like mm-hmm. just for the money. Yeah. Scammers and things like that. Scammers. So. It's and it's sad because it's her family, you know, yeah. her father who's supposed Which to be. Which a lot of the time it is family. Yeah, and it's her. She's always had issues with her dad. Yeah, but yeah, they've never. And I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in this week. But so maybe I don't know. Light a candle for Brittany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. Hex her dad if you want to. I saw that going around, but oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that's <laughs> your thing. Maybe that's your thing. Do that. Maybe sway the judge somehow. Something. Oh, yeah. I don't know how long she has to wait to like do this do again. again. I don't know. I know this is like the second time she's tried. It's yeah. I don't know. I think it's been a few times. I don't know, but we'll find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that we're all thoroughly bummed out. Sorry. <laughs> Can we go talk talk about periods and breastfeeding again? <laughs> we could. I could go could. on for days. Yes. Talking we could start a whole new podcast. All the things no one told me. Yeah. That, that would call it that. You things should write. No one told me. You should uh, write things down as they come up and then you can make a whole list. Okay. Well, if you want to avoid scammers in your future... Maybe you should get your palm read because mm, maybe he might be able to let you know. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about palm reading, palmistry, talking about where it came from, what it means, what to look for. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So real quick, my sources, learnreligions.com, Wikipedia, of course, and the White Witch Parlor spelled in the british fashion so with a u yes with a u all right so palm reading is uh the practice of looking into someone's uh past present future 
uh, their character or whatnot by reading or analyzing the lines and mounts, swirls, symbols, what have you, on a person's hand. Um, you can get interpretations of different things by looking at all of those things that I mentioned before, um, all the different sized lines, shapes, swirls, symbols, they come in different sizes, shapes, um, they intersect each other, and sometimes they're not even mm. there. Hmm. And when they're not there, that means things too, which, oh, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? So people who practice palmistry um, believe that it is a science, it is an art, and that generally you do need some kind of a psychic intuition um, mm. to provide a better understanding. Because, yes, anyone can look at someone's hand and um, know the different meanings, um, which I'll go through at the end, but um, it helps to have some sort of psychic connection to bring everything together, right? Yeah, right. it's like tarot cards. Exactly. Because yeah. you might have someone who is sensitive and could maybe read someone's personality, but then you have the tool of tarot to kind of help guide you. Right. Just like you have the tool of your hand. Hmm. So um, most readers will use the person's dominant hand, so whatever hand you use the most. Uh, this is generally the hand that you would write with, right? Mm -hmm. um, because apparently your dominant hand connects to your conscious mind when your other hand is more your subconscious mind. Um, so you could look at both depending on what you're asking. In some traditions, um, different hands are believed to carry like uh, hereditary information, family information, um, uh, karmic information, astrological information. It kind of just depends on the practice of the person. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so our left hand is controlled by our right brain. Um, and this is like pattern recognition, relationship understanding. And this is where someone's going to look at your inner person, your natural self. Um, mm -hmm. It's very lateral thinking. And this area, this hand can also be like um, your spiritual and like personal development. It's the feminine. Okay. Left. The left hand. Left hand. Okay. Your right hand is your logical side, your left hand brain, your reasoning, your language skills, um, who you present yourself to the outside world. Um, this side is more objective. Uh, it's your influence over your social world your experiences, your education, um, this is the masculine, okay? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so all those things. And so maybe... I could totally be misremembering this, mm -hmm. but I thought it was the opposite. I thought, like, right-brained people are more, like, logical, and, like, left-brained people are more, like, like emotional. Mm -hmm. Maybe that no depends idea. on... It could depend on, like, the different beliefs, I guess, and practices. Yeah, I'm actually not sure on that, but according to this article. There's a 50-50 chance that I'm wrong about this, so. <laughs> Same. Me too. One of us is right. <laughs> One of us is right. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, going back 
and looking at the history of palmistry. So palmistry is found all over the place um, and it's very old. So it's been found in um, India, Nepal, Tibet, China, Persia, Sumeria, Canaan, Babylonia. Obviously, these are kind of like um, linked to older cultures. Um, mm -hmm. Just huge histories here, right? Now, yeah, and like a very like not super specific, but a general part of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there was an acupuncturist, uh, Yoshikai Amora, who describes um, the palmistry roots in Hindu astrology, uh, Chinese um, I Ching, and Roman fortune tellers. So kind of like going all the way back into those areas. Um, several thousand years ago, there was an Hindu sage, um, let's see, to have thought to written a book. Uh, with 567 stanzas, um, which would have been on male palmistry, the art of male palmistry, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, in sexy. India, it could be from India, it, mm -hmm. it's said to have moved into China, Tibet, Egypt, um, and so on, and then from okay. there into Europe. Um, palmistry makes its way to Greece. Um, pretty uh, independently, just through travel and trade. And I guess there was a treaty on the subject of palmistry um, found at an altar of Hermes, which was presented to the uh, Alexander the Great in 356 to 323 BCE, somewhere around there, mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what that means, so a long time ago <laughs> no I mean like the I don't know under what does that mean a treaty oh it, a tr it would just would have been like a informational pamphlet oh okay 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 yeah. oh that is yeah. cool the way that it you know the way that it's spelled so if it's spelled some people say a treatise but um so it's t-r-e-a-t-i-s-e -E, and when it's spelled like that it usually means some kind of like pamphlet or informational document like um alexander hamilton's essay like in hamilton exactly and then, they sing about treatises in hamilton they do uh and then <laughs> uh, a treaty with a y at the end is like a wartime yeah like the yeah. treaty of versailles exactly so real old, right? Alexander the Great knew about palmistry. Yes, there's also That's cool. some theories going around that Alexander the Great was a woman. Huh? Another day. That's another day. Okay. That's for our history podcast. Let's just keep going. Um, there was a chapter of a 17th century sex book um, that said uh, more about palmistry. I guess. Maybe your preferences or relationship um, options okay. could be seen there, okay. which is interesting. Okay. Um, it's also indirectly referenced in the Bible. Um, what? <laughs> the book of Job. So, uh, let's say... Job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I know that. <laughs> but I know it's Job. <laughs> okay. So, first... Uh, no. This is why... It's so hard to teach the English language because 
Where would you say J-O-B? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So it says, He sealeth up the hand of every man that all men may know his work. Uh, Apparently, this has been interpreted to mean that the hand imprints um, are made by God for the purpose of chiromancy, which is reading of the lines. Palmist. Hmm. So Jesus was a palm reader. uh, Yeah, God, apparently. He was like, you know, these people need a guide on their hand. How we all got a manual, wouldn't that be a vast majority of humans have hands? Wouldn't that be hilarious if one, there was a God, first of all, first of all, two, if he was like, I literally gave you what your life was going to be like on your hands, that would prove that God was a woman, yeah, and you just like, I gave you an instruction manual and you didn't read it. Yeah. And we'd be like, well, you didn't tell us. And he would be no. like, that's not my job. Which would yeah. prove he was I gave you all the tools. <laughs> that part. Yeah. So chiromancy, palmistry, um, also appears in Judaism in the circle of, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I think it's like Merkabah mysticism. And in the literature, there's a whole chapter written um, about this. And the chapter is the earliest literary source of chiromancy, palmistry, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which has been found, which is pretty cool. Oh. Um, yeah. And so apparently, um, correct me if I'm wrong, those of you who may practice or have come from the Jewish faith, uh, but it is kind of uh, something that worked its way through the Jewish tradition, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Um, in the Renaissance, the Renaissance, um, palmistry was classified as one of the seven forbidden arts, along with necromancy, geomancy, aromancy, pyromancy, hydromancy, and spatulamancy. Mm-hmm. Not about <laughs> spatulas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of those things is not like the others. Like it's, necromancy, I can see. Okay. Like so, so in American English, we write it spatulamancy, but it would mm-hmm. actually be scapulamancy, which is the reading of bones. So like okay, yeah, because the scapula throwing, is yeah. your yes. So the your throwing of bones. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So it was forbidden, which means we're gonna do it. Um, everybody wanted which makes it cool makes it cool during the 16th century uh it was suppressed by the catholic church not a surprise um there was some popes who even like wrote about it and they were like don't do this um which again people are gonna do it Mm -hmm. and then um there was a revival in the uh modern era um, in 1839, which is really like where we see a lot of those revivals. We've talked about it with um, tarot and we've talked about it with seances and so on. Okay. So apparently um, a very important figure in the world of palmistry and its movement forward um, was an Irishman named William John Warner. Um, hmm. He went by Cairo. And after studying under gurus in India, he set up a palmistry practice in London, which sounds oh. like I want to go there. Um, and he. Do you know the 
the year or general like the time that this was? Um, well, based on his uh, clientele, such as Mark Twain, uh, Sarah oh, wow. Bernhardt, Oscar Wilde, Grover Cleveland, oh. Thomas Edison. The not Prince that long Wales. ago. Yeah, not that Jeez. long ago. <laughs> wow. Um, I thought this was like the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like 19-something. Um, yeah. So... All of these like celebrities were going to him. He was known as a society palmist, and so they would go mm. to the society palmist. Um, and he like a be, celebrity psychic. Exactly, he was the um, Long Island medium of of his time. <laughs> <laughs> Same haircut and everything. Probably, probably. <laughs> I mean, you gotta love her. I do. I do yeah. love her. I do. Yeah. I genuinely love that show. Okay. So in 1970, the Parker Brothers um, actually published a game made by um, Maxine Lucille Fell called Touch Game of Palmistry. And so hmm. the players would um, participate in palm reading and analysis um, by like picking different cards and like matching like palm features to who they were playing with. The fun. capitalism always has to like try to make right. a buck off of something, huh? I know. All right, so let's talk about how you can read your palm or someone else's at the basic Yay. level. <laughs> we should put pictures okay. of our palms on our Instagram. Yeah, people can see them. They can be like. I'm sure we're going to be talking about what our hands look like. Probably. Um, all right, so when looking at your hands, a palm reader or yourself, um, you're gonna look for three basic areas. You're gonna go look for lines, you're gonna look for mounts, and you're gonna look for shapes. Um, there are four major lines, the heart, the head, and the life. Those are gonna be the three easiest to find. When you open up your hand, those are the three biggest lines you see, right? There's that curved line um, right under your thumb, the line mm -hmm. that goes in the middle, and then the curved line under your middle finger to your pinky. Mm -hmm. Those lines. Um, then your next largest line is going to be your fate line, and that one kind of goes down the middle of your hand if you even have one. Which Mine, you may not. <clears throat> fully interrupts my headline. Um, I mine looks like an M, see. like a capital I M. I have one on my left hand, but not on my right hand. Let's talk about it. Okay. All right, your heart line. Your heart line is the line that is the thickest, deepest line directly under your middle um, ring and pinky finger. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it'll go all the way across. Sometimes it won't. For example, mine goes from my pinky just right under my middle finger and then it kind of branches out um okay. so it's on your upper palm and it says that the heart line runs horizontally across across the upper palm part of your palm so let's look at the basic meanings here so if you have a long heart line it means you're idealistic and you're dependent on a partner rude okay <laughs> <laughs> well what's considered long 
I don't know. Maybe if it like connects all the way up to your webbing or your, like little in between. In between like your pointer finger and your middle finger? Yeah. Mine's almost there. I apologize ahead of time if we do a lot of like... We're like wiggling our hands at each other. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah, like here, you know. So I'm gonna try really like hard I said, to- we're gonna put pictures up of our palms. Okay. <laughs> um, a short line it means that you may be a self-centered person. A deep line uh, it signifies stressfulness, which mine is deep. Um, a faint That's line a means you might be sensitive or of a weak heart. A straight line means you have intense feelings. A curved line means that you are more intellectual. A broken line, so say like mine is a solid line, right? But if maybe you have breaks in it, um, it means that you have trouble in relationships. A chained line uh, means you might have uh, complicated relationships. A forked line um, may signify heartbreak or divorce. Uh, mine no. fully forks at the top. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, a, uh, what was it? Absent line, so you don't have a line at all right there, means that you are ruthless. Ooh. Ooh. Show us your palms. If you don't have one of these, I want to see. Yeah. How does your hand bend? You know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe you just don't bend your hand. They don't you use their hand. Bending my hand now to like seal. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the headline. The headline is your middle line. Uh, it, it says here the headline represents intellect and reasoning. Mm. So the start of the headline, I believe, is kind of under your pointer finger and then goes down towards your pinky finger and that is in the middle of the um what you call it palm yeah jesus okay <laughs> so um if you have a long line it means you're ambitious a short line means intelligent a oh. deep line it means you have a good memory mine is not deep um, a faint is, line means you have a poor memory. Mine is deep and short, like super short. Oh. And like, uh, su- like relatively well, deep. You are very intuitive. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A uh, straight line means you're pretty materialistic. A broken line can signify disappointment. Chained, um, you can maybe have some mental confusion. A forked line means there may be big career changes in your future. A double line means that you are inspired by a muse. You're very talented. And no line means that you might be quite lazy or have some kind of mental imbalance. That could be why mine is so short. Because I'm very lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do the least amount possible. Mine's, Mine's there. It's just faint. Um, I think it's of average length, according to the image I'm looking at. Mine doesn't even go, it doesn't even pass my middle finger. Oh, wow. Yeah, mine's of no great uh, report. It's just kind of there. I'm lazy, but intuitive. Lazy, but intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Take it. 
Okay, so now let's talk about your lifeline. This is the one that fully curves and your thumb, it like encompasses your thumb, right? Like, you know, yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about. It goes to like between your pointer and thumb down to your yes, wrist. To your wrist, exactly. All right. Um, so the lifeline. This is his description. The lifeline begins somewhere between your thumb and your index finger and runs down towards the wrist. The lifeline is generally curved. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here are the basic meanings. So if you have a long line, um, which I'm assuming goes from uh, connection between the index and the thumb to your wrist, which mine does, uh, good health and vitality bullshit. Call bullshit on that one. <laughs> Wait, long mine's line. long. Oh, I guess I'm healthy. I'm never mind. You're I'm you're healthy. Crazy. You're just a hypochondriac. <laughs> I'm just a hypochondriac. Um, Mine doesn't go all the way to the wrist, but pretty close to it. Okay, so apparently this is a myth. So it says that it's a myth that a short line means a short life. That's a myth. If the lifeline is short. You're going to look for other signs. Is it broken? Is it deep? Is it faint? Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lifeline is a lifeline is a lifeline. Doesn't mean. Doesn't tell you how long you're going to yeah. live. Yes. So it tells you about your life. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So if you have a deep line, it uh, could signify a pretty smooth life. Um, I'd like to think mine is pretty Mine's deep. pretty deep, yeah. Um, if it's faint, you might have low energy. If it's broken, there are struggles and losses. Uh, if it's chained, there's different um, paths that your life might take. Like, it's an uncertain. uncertain. Mine's chained at the top. Oh, so maybe at your beginning. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm making that up. Um <laughs> Okay, forked line. I have a very clear fork in at the bottom. Me too. So there's various meanings depending on the placement. Generally, forks indicate a big life change. So although they can also mean scattered or kind of like split energies. Um, but Mine forks sure. up into a line we haven't talked about yet. The middle straight down line. Yeah. Mine kind of becomes that line. I don't know. It's interesting. Hmm. Um, so if you have a double line, like a double rainbow, double line, um, mm -hmm. it means you have a soulmate or like another person nearby who serves as like a guardian or caregiver. And I really want a double line. I wonder if either hand, neither <laughs> hand has a double line. Hand, no. My, my own left, so everything I'm saying is my right hand. I'm right dominant. But my left line is extremely similar, except like I have this little like curve right there. Um, but it's just as deep, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very similar. Um, if you don't have a lifeline, which apparently some people don't, I don't know how because you move it them but um it means that you're just going to be kind of a very anxious nervous person mm. i'm surprised i don't but i do have one mm. i'm so anxious all the time i know i think we all are mm. all right so let's talk about your fate line i don't have this line i have it in my left hand i don't have it in my right hand i don't know what that means so i have it on both they interrupt my headline 
and the one on my right is like has a lot of like branches off of it mm-hmm. and like almost like they look like x's almost yeah they both do that like at the bottom there's like three x's on the bottom interesting I have a very clearly defined X in between my um, headline and my um, heart line. Mm, yeah, so do I. I have one, two, three. I have... But I think, I don't know. Yeah, me um, too. Hey, cool. So Our your, fate, <laughs> your <laughs> fate line goes from the bottom, the center bottom of your palm and hits that headline or you can go through it or it could stop anywhere in between so the de- yeah. the explanation is at the center of the palm a vertical or slanted line dividing the palm in half so the fate line is often seen as a straight line that splits the palm into two sections um, mm-hmm. but it can also be common for it to be arched or curved it could sometimes look more like a path um, doesn't really matter. None of it's better than the other. Um, if you do have a straight line, it could sometimes indicate a more focused life where if it's like twisted, wavered, chained, broken up, it could, in, it could um, mean that there's like different paths or mm-hmm. uh, different journeys or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So apparently it's not as easy to define as the other three. This one can get a little bit more complicated, right? And it takes okay. more of an experienced palmist um, to interpret. However, um, if you do not have a fate line, it could mean that your life is pre-planned. I don't know if that mm-hmm. means predestination. Like destiny? Destiny, fate, fate exactly, um, means that you're you're going where you're going. Done. Okay. Yeah. If it's deep, it means that uh, it just says inheritance, and I wasn't sure about that. So, oh, mine's deep. Um, I don't know if that's like your life is inherited, just like based off of your family and like how it's going to project, right? Okay. Um, a fate line means there might be some failure, some disappointments, a forked line. Um, it could be two things. It could either be conflict or a dual destiny. I like that one. Um, jagged can be a kind of struggle, indecisive. A broken line means that there could be some traumas or difficult situations mm. and a chained line can kind of mean there's like a lot of ups and downs in your life. Okay. Okay. So mine on my left hand at the, I call it the base. It's pretty, it's a little bit broken up, but then it's pretty solid. And then I don't, like I said, on my um, right hand, I don't really have one. Yeah. Mine's pretty deep and solid all the way down in the middle of my palm. There's like a branch off. And then at the bottom, there's like those X's. Mm. So, who knows what that means? Dual destiny, huh? Dual destiny. Okay, so let's move on to the fame, F-A-M-E, fame, famous line. Uh, Now, this one, uh, so you have your fate, F-A-T-E, line from the base of your palm up. So, this line is from 
I would say like in between your middle finger and your ring finger down and neither are going to go all the way up or all the way down. Mm. Um, and they're not going to connect. It's not the same line. Like the, the fame line is like slightly over more towards your ring finger. Um, and this one, basically, it's super simple. It gives insight into fate and destiny into the realm of fame. So are you going to be known for something? Are you going to be an artist? Are you going to be an actor? Or so on and so forth, right? Um, I don't have one on either. Hand. I have what, again, it looks like there's a pattern there, but it's not a straight line. It's like those X's again. Yeah, so maybe it's like little pockets, but I I definitely don't have one on either hand that I can tell. Hmm. So, so great for this podcast. Thanks, guys. Okay. It's okay. So My exes will carry us along. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our love lines. The love lines are really interesting, and um. So if you look at your dominant hand and you turn it so you're looking at the side of your hand, like where your mm -hmm. pinky goes down your palm, uh -huh. um, right under your pinky, there it was, could be deep lines. I have two. I have one. So okay. your lines are your loves, right? Or like lifetime loves. So... Um, Love lines are short horizontal lines found on the side of the hand underneath the pinky. How many love lines um, you have could indicate the number of significant relationships you have had or will have in your lifetime. So, I'm pretty sure. So I'm done then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had two and I have two lines. Well, well I'm like two and a half. But they could be, they might not be the significance that you think they have. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Like on my left hand, I have none or what could possibly be considered one. And on my right hand, I have a deep one. No, I have two on both hands. So well, like there could be a third one on my dominant hand. Well, and one of the relationships might not. If I stretch enough. Be <laughs> what you think it is. You know? That's true. Um, so a love line that's forked could indicate a divorce or loss um, and smaller faint lines could just be um, possible children out of those relationships like little breaks in them mm -hmm. um, like I don't have any in this one though like, I don't have any like breaks it's not really your baby it's not my baby <laughs> I'm like Scully it's an alien baby it's an alien baby spoiler sorry <laughs> That shot on like 25 years ago. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, also, Mr. Big and Carrie get together in the end. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> okay. So the spacing between your um, love lines could also tell a story. So like if there's a wider space, there could be gaps between relationships versus smaller space, which could mean... Um, Maybe you're just, you like to date people. Okay, okay. Mine has like, I don't know what's considered big or small, so. So there is a part where it says some like measurements. And so the example mm -hmm. this, this article gives is that if a woman, say, remains single between like a divorce and there's say like eight years in between, 
there could be a one-eighth to a one-fourth inch space between love lines. That would be considered big. Apparently. Well, your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine, I don't know measurements. I don't know either, so. (laughs) I don't have a ruler on me. I do have a ruler next to me. (laughs) I'm going to measure this. Well, you measure. Um, So your love lines also can be um, heart connections or um, karmic relationships. So one, one eighth of an inch. So um, these don't necessarily mean like legal marriages, you know, common law marriages. These can be like maybe your soulmate is a best friend. Okay. Okay. um, A child or something, you know, like it doesn't have to be romantic love that you're seeing. Okay. Which makes it a little more complicated. Yeah. Okay. So. Now, you know how you're looking at the side of your hand for these love lines, for the striations uh-huh. right under your pinky? Now, uh-huh. if you turn your hand forward and look at your pinky on your palm, um, and there should be straight lines going down from your pinky, um, and it maybe, maybe, and those are your children lines. So, oh, um, child lines root out of marriage lines or love lines sometimes, um, and lines in the palm that um, show the children in your life are generally vertical, up and down underneath mm-hmm. your pinky. Um, but mine show different on each hand, and there's clearly like four on one hand and three on the other and that's not gonna happen you have seven children (laughs) i have one that it's kind of not super close to my marriage line or my love line but it's there oh i do have one that kind of branches from my that love line my baby that's it that's the one who's currently crying in the living room um (laughs) You can also have, I mean, um, trigger warning real quick. You might want to skip ahead a couple seconds um, in regards to children. But uh, they could also be uh, miscarriages or stillbirths. Like they would still Um, show up. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. It is. So um, next, let's talk about our intuition. (laughs) Which I thought my intuition was pretty strong, but according to my hands, I have none. Um, intuition. Your intuition lines are going to be inside your lifeline. So inside the area between your lifeline and your thumb. Mm, um, and they're generally going to be curved um, and in that middle space. They're going to be in that, that space between that line and your thumb. I have um, two, but they're not very long or deep. I just have a bunch of straight lines in there. But yeah, hands are weird. Yeah, huh? They are weird. Um, <laughs> I think looking at my hands this much shows me how much I really need to put more lotion on. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, both hands. Both hands have them. Well, this one only has one though. So ba- it, this one's pretty straightforward. Um, the more prominent, uh, so the deeper, the longer, the more indication that you have a psychic ability. Um, and then the fainter or lack thereof obviously means the opposite, right? Uh, so I have none of them. I wonder because when I was um, maybe like, this is maybe like eight years ago, 
no, it was probably like 10 years ago. I had a suspicious mole on my hand hmm. and I got it removed and it's basically in the spot that you're talking about. So I wonder if it messed something up because I have a scar there. Interesting. And I have a line that like leads into that scar. Maybe that's why you see spirits because of your mole. <laughs> they took it out. It was fine. <laughs> it was suspicious, but not precancerous. That's funny. Thank God. Not the mole. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about your health line. So your health line is um, pretty much parallel to your fate line. Um, but it's over closer towards your pinky. It's more in between your pinky and your index finger. But down towards the base of I your have one of those. wrist. Um, so vertical line begins below the ring finger. So your health um, throughout your life obviously changes um, and can be indicated by this line. I don't, uh, again, I don't have this line either on either yeah. hand. Neither do I. What the heck? Um, but again, totally common to just not have some of these lines. Um, so just some things, uh, some breaks in that line. So which what's interesting here is that the health line can be financial health or physical health. Okay. I have um, no money. So, which is why we have no lines. I don't have to have stare at my hand to know that. <laughs> um, so some breaks in the line could be monetary or health concerns, uh, crisscrosses, possible accidents. You're very clumsy, ungrounded circles, um, hospital stays uh, or surgeries. Um, okay. I've had both of those and I don't have those. I don't have any circles. We should check my son's. Um, wavering or jagged line means multiple health concerns. A forked line is a chronic illness. Um, and then no line means um, health is not an issue. Again, mm. don't good know about that one so money is not an issue i will always have it <laughs> i'm just putting that out in the universe okay so this one's interesting and if you look below your palm at your wrists you have those like lines take my watch off. you have those lines under your wrists or under yeah. your palm and you can have uh generally it's two to three so i have three i have three um, and, uh, so these are kind of like the bends of your inner wrists. Uh -huh. Um, let's say, uh, more of these bracelets indicate a longer life and broken bracelets indicate ill health or lowering of chi energies. I think mine are pretty average wrist bracelets. Yeah. Mine are not broken and they're, there's only three of them. So average. Yeah, mine are almost exactly the same, which is interesting. I don't know. I keep bending them. <gasps> this is interesting for you guys. We're just staring at our hands. <laughs> Maybe I should have put something at the beginning. Don't listen to this episode in the car. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm going to be staring at your hands. I think I'm going to in the episode notes, just right at the top. Please yeah. don't listen to this episode in the car. Please don't follow these directions in the car. 
Okay. Uh, let's talk about your travel lines. So these are at the base of your palm under your pinky. So if you take all the way down at the base, right above those bracelets. Um, so mid to lower palm underneath pinky finger. Now these travel lines just indicate big trips or your desire to travel. So I have two. Um, I have two pretty big ones. I've been on one big trip. So maybe that's what that is for. Um or your desire to travel, you may have multiple there. So that's pretty cool. I have two big ones and a smaller one on one hand, and then one big one on the other hand. So where are you going? Where am I not going? Anywhere. <laughs> okay, so I think... Okay, this is the last one. This is, I got. this is all I got for you. Last one. Okay, okay. Uh, the name of this one. This is called the Girdle of Venus. Oh. And the Girdle of Venus is a crescent moon shape that is going to be um, between the index and pinky finger. Oh, mine's kind of thick. like Index and pinky finger. I thought I had it somewhere. Um, so... The uh, the shape of this, like I said, is very similar to a crescent moon, um, and it hangs over the heart line. Um, it is basically intensified emotion and how you handle uh-huh. your emotions or feel your emotions. Uh-huh. So um, it's generally on people who are ultra sensitive, <laughs> and it can be a symbol for needing to be shielded or needing it to be someone who has to create emotional boundaries. Hi. <laughs> it me. <laughs> I have one of those. So blank and boring. Mine's very like chunky. I like it. It's like I have this little like pad. I got nothing. Well, I have a little one. I have a little one. Mine's thick. You would think mine would be bigger, but I do have a little one. It's little. It's a little guy. <laughs> but yeah. Like we said, we're going to put pictures so, of our palms up and then you guys can yes. roast us. <laughs> so hopefully you weren't listening to that in the car. <laughs> yeah. It's staring at your hands. This is the longest I've ever stared at my hand and I'm not even high. I'm going to wear lotion on my hands every day now. Um, because they're probably so many lines. What about the lines on your fingers? So it's not need. Oh, well, I guess it's oh, palmistry, right? Well, I'm sure there's a whole hell of a lot more. This is just literally scratching the surface. The basics, like everything else um, we do here. Yes. Oh, cool. But I mean, it's pretty cool. And if you are someone who can read palms, who is a palmist. Feel free to reach out because we'd love to talk to you. You don't have to read our palms. That's never part of the deal if you ever want to be interviewed by us. Um, we you can. Just, you can. But we're here mostly just for educational purposes. Um, but tell us what you know. And, and te- we what way off. What we got wrong. Why I don't have. Oh, I guess. What was it? The money line? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The fame. Yeah. What, what am I going to be famous for? Mean? What do the finger 
Sisters mean? Tell us. We're still just sitting here staring at our hands. <laughs> okay. Well, that was really interesting. Palmistry is a thing that I think it's like one of those where it's like the, what is it? Like the, what's the word I'm searching for? Hello. The cliche of like the, you know, the fortune teller, like, let me read your poem kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing. Someone looks at your hand and they're like, Ooh, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. And well, you've had many loves. And I think it's, um, it's interesting to learn more about it because I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. Neither did I. I like mean, most I knew, things. I think I thought I knew and then I didn't know. Which I think, again, you know, but you have like no idea. Things. <laughs> Like everything we're doing. We sound like stoned on this episode, I swear. We're not, guys, I promise. I am stone cold sober. Yeah, I'm sober as a bird, okay? I <sighs> Nothing yeah. over here. But still continuing to stare at my hands as we do this. Like you guys can see, are even enjoying it. <laughs> But yes, let us know what you know about palmistry or what is it called? What's the fancy name for it? I think it's chiromancy. Chiromancy. That's cool. That sounds, sounds cool. Yeah. Let us know. And if you you are a palm reader, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be talking about the 12 laws of the universe, Woo-hoo. which I, I um, came across on TikTok, like everything else I do these days. Freaking TikTok, man. TikTok is how we found our last interview. If you haven't listened to the Danielle Massey interview, listen to that. Um, and then I don't yeah. want to tell you who it is yet because it's a surprise. But <laughs> we do have another amazing interview um coming up soon don't have a release date on it yet but found her on tiktok as well a lot of really cool people on tiktok i don't make tiktoks but i spend hours watching them so i appreciate that telling my husband that it is a time vortex yeah also really cool thing is happening on tiktok um which has nothing to do with anything here but um black creators on tiktok are like boycotting Oh, good. Like uh, making up dances. Oh, yes. Love it. Because um, white creators will then copy them because that's what everybody does on TikTok. But then not credit where they got it from and then become viral sensations and go on Jimmy Kimmel or, you know, Jimmy Fallon or one of those other places and make money and be in commercials and things and that when it's really majority black creators who are coming up with these dances. So they are... Uh, boycotting, which I fully support. Yes. We f- have your, we fully support it on this podcast because, uh-huh. um, yeah, and it's funny to see <laughs> the dances that are being made up. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I just love that 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 it's like it's that's capitalism, baby. Like you know, supply and demand. You don't get the what you're owed for your creative endeavors and your time and your energy and things that are making money for other people, you cut off the supply. Like yeah, that's exactly. it done. Yeah. Like so on, give people, 
give people our, the credit where credit's due. Yeah, we try to do that on every Instagram post as much as we can. We always yeah. put um, to message us or tag the creator if we don't know who it is, and then we'll always yeah. fix it. Yeah, we always, even if we forget to say them, we always have our sources. Yeah, um, and if you ever want our sources, we always like we always save the links. So feel free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we've done before. I feel like people have asked us before and we've. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In our DMs and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Fully just like don't steal from people. Give credit where credit's due. Like mm-hmm. I think especially in these times, people are realizing how much of our culture that gets co-opted by white, um, you know, influencers and creators and things come from black culture so really you know support black and poc creators just do it follow them follow them just to follow them because they are giving really good things they are you know don't just follow like one one or two that you feel are like worthy of your follow these people are there are some so i mean I don't even know how to use TikTok. <laughs> I don't know how people come up with this stuff. I don't know either. I don't know. Some of these Some really talented people out there. Yeah. Or just so smart. Talent. Some of these doctors that are on there, just, they're psychics. There's like freaking everything on there. There's it's everything. Insane. It blows my mind. And I'm it's like, cool. how do you even know how to use this? <laughs> and what I like about it, and we were talking about this earlier, is that we will just because we like the same things generally, we'll sometimes come across the same creators and whatnot on TikTok. And we've noticed that in our realm, right? So you have your psychics, psychic mediums, your what have you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to see how they differ and to see which ones believe what and not, and to kind of find the commonalities. Um, yeah, or hearing in the differences, hearing their reasoning behind their differences, mm-hmm. which is, I think, where a lot of my interest lies. Well, you know, you believe this, you believe the opposite. Well, why? Yeah. I don't know. Come down to who your guides are. Uh, How to, you grow up. To you're a big fat faker. That too. There's a lot of those too. Be careful. A lot of big fakers. Don't give people your money unless they are reputable. Going back to crediting (laughs) your people because there's a lot of TikToks and Instagrams popping up where they just flat out copy and paste verbatim stories and come Mm -hmm. on. So this is really going around in the mediumship circle where people in tarot card reader circle where fake accounts will be created and then they'll reach out to you and they'll dm you and they'll say hey like pay me this much yeah reading like something you your picture just reach out to me and literally this just happened to me yeah give me 20 bucks and i'll tell you what your grandma said and it's like um no thanks my grandma's (laughs) alive so (laughs) (laughs) she wasn't You're like, oh, no, I meant your great grandma. <laughs> yeah. So just know that generally someone who does offer their services is not going to reach out to you. Yes. You, like it is a even though it is a gift that they have, it is also a business that they have. And so yes, they will not reach out to you. 
you yes. need to reach out to them. So just- Which kind of goes to my thing because when they this just happened to me and it was a fake account. Like I need to give you a reading. Something happened. Like I'm not that special. Like someone who has a business like this is not going to take time out of their day to be like your the message for you is so overpowering you have to have this reading like that's just not going to happen no so just do your due diligence beware of fakers because there Mm -hmm. are a lot of them out there tons Um, and pay people what they're worth yes most of the time um if the person is charging a certain amount it's because they are this is their livelihood so Mm -hmm. and they're worth it so yeah Pay don't people what they're worth. Credit. Pay people what they're worth. And just do what you got to do. Don't be a dick. Stare at your palms. <laughs> I know. Whatever you got to do. Okay, we're done preaching at you guys now. It's fine. Are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Never. Come back next week from so we can yell at you some more. <laughs> Who knows what we got next week? <laughs> I know. I don't even know. <laughs> okay. We, we need to get out of here. Yeah, I gotta go yeah. feed the babe. All right. With my okay, babe. bye. Oh, yeah. Do it. It's where it comes from. Do it. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod if you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices please email us at sit for a spell pod at gmail.com 
Until next time, blessed be. be.